0: Carol, did you kill Karen and David?
1: Zed Heads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason.
2: And I'm Karen. And I'm Lisa.
1: And L. Um, this is The Walking Deadcast episode 118. This episode is sponsored by Audible. Get your free erotic audiobook when you sign up for a free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash deadcast.
2: <laughs> Did you just say that? But
1: <laughs> <What? laughs> they have other kinds too. Um, first, I want to say hi to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Welcome back. Hi, thanks. Glad to have you here.
3: Glad to be here. Some
1: of you guys might remember her from back in the episode where Rick and the governor were negotiating, and it was all bullshit.
3: <laughs> there was a lot of bromance, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see the um, bad lip reading walking dead it's hilarious <laughs> a lot of it's around that scene the governor's flicking his fingers around but he's like he's singing sing broadway tunes nice. yeah, i watched hilarious. that again
2: recently and i i just nearly peed it was so <laughs> yeah. funny and great i love everything the bad lip reading does they just came out with a bad lip reading uh game of thrones too
1: <laughs> yeah i saw that. that was good
2: i still um, think someone just should have shot
3: the other one like Hanso style, just shoot him. I table.
1: know it seemed like yeah. that, it would have been so that, much that, easier, Because there was right? a gun under the table. Let's just talk about that episode. Again, <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> um, just quickly, we had Angela Kang on last time, and Pete Ilani came in to help us interview, and that was a lot of fun. Thanks, Pete. She was she, well. Pete Ilani was great. Angela was really good. It was it was a good interview. And here's her zombie sound. Like wow. at the end there, it's like somebody tweaked his nipple or something <laughs> <laughs> she's the, the, I, I swear the zombie sound style has changed because of walking dead it, yeah. that's the nicotero <laughs> <clears throat> so did
2: Wait.
1: you know that we got nominated for podcast awards
2: i did two I of them you. You did? I did. Thank you. We got two nominations.
1: So great. Did
2: you get two? We got
1: nominated for two awards, uh, which is what, you know, we asked people to nominate us for entertainment and best produced. Some of our competition for best entertainment podcast, a podcast of ice and fire. Oh, that's good. Which I assume is good... about melting things and burning things. <laughs> There's. Geology. <laughs> Mission Log, <laughs> a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, which is done by. Gene Roddenberry's son.
2: Oh. Dougie Roddenberry? And, I don't know that uh, it's Dougie. Yeah, little Dougie. <laughs> little, <friend. laughs> little Dougie Roddenberry. Wilfred. Well,
1: <laughs> and then there's uh, Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, which Uh-oh. is probably going to be some heavy competition. Swift Nation? <laughs>
2: wow. what, what are they? What, what are their little, what's their little, uh, do you even know what their fans are called?
1: I Swister. have stopped listening Swifters. to that after the Swifties. first 80 episodes because I got tired of it. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Um, best produced competition is uh, a few of them Hogwarts Radio, mm. Once Upon a Time podcast, oh. which is the official one from ABC, I think. Mm-hmm. Radiolab, uh, from, uh, come Radio
2: on. Lab. Oh, yeah. Radio Lab. They're awful. Not, yeah, They're it's hor- just it's, it's like it's my so favorite lame. podcast ever.
1: <laughs> and Rob has a podcast too. He, uh, I will be co presenting at a panel. At the event where the awards are with Rob We Kind
2: of don't deserve it. And then
1: later on, one of us will be (laughs) sad and one of us will be gloating. (laughs) Uh, Best produced, yeah. I mean, Radiolab obviously should win that, but uh, hopefully we can win entertainment. That'd be nice. So if you want to help us, and like I said once before, I feel like this is for all of us because you guys are a part of this podcast, um, then you have to vote for us. Every day for two weeks, which is really um, annoying. It starts November 1st, but I want to kind of try and make it fun. So we're going to send out little podcast episode reminders. And uh, I would like for you guys to call in and like record some kind of a haiku or... You know, some kind of entreaty to, or just to remind people to vote. And then I, then people don't have to hear me or Karen each time. Here's one that somebody already did. Where did it go? Here it is. (sighs)
0: Precious, I say that's totally (laughs) good. Had Gollum
2: call
1: you? That's what it sounds like. Gollum's a
2: big fan. Yeah, Yeah. and
1: there's no um, Lord of the Rings podcasts up this time, so
2: we don't (laughs) judge how he looks. It's from the New
3: Zealand fan base.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you guys, if you do that, and we think they're good or especially persuasive or funny, then I'll put it out, and you'll have your own little Walking Dead cast episode
0: mm-hmm. that we'll get broadcast
1: out to everybody so that should be fun but anyways um on november 1st go to podcastawards.com and you can vote for us and then every day after that for two weeks and thank you so much for nominating us for those i was really stoked and i know some other worthy podcasts that were going up for that and didn't get nominated so
2: thank you really everybody cool. warms the best my heart. listeners i love you all <laughs> i love you
1: all right let's move along Attention, shoppers. DeadCast Top 5 in 5,
4: 4,
1: 3, 2. it's DeadCast Top 5. This week it's our Top 5 highlights for Season 4, Episode 3, Isolation. Mm -hmm. It was written by Robert Kirkman. It
2: felt very Kirkman-y.
1: Oh yeah, what do you think how so?
2: Yeah, cuz it was uh, delved a little bit into it was very comic booky from the little that I've read. It felt kind of comic booky. Delved into all the different characters. Mm. So, uh, it had a little bit of everything. It had it had com- um character development, it had action, lots of zombies, it had suspense, it had the drama. I gave it um, kind of everything I wanted, and I gave mm. it four point five out of five. Grams. That's good. Yeah, it is. It's a big. That's a big number.
1: Yeah, all the episodes so far. Well, there've well only been three, but they've all been very well balanced. I yeah.
2: yeah. What do you think? I was more of a four.
1: Yeah, not as not yeah, as. Yeah, and up. even
3: the four, I was. That's going on the high end for me. There were some moments that were a little bit more. It was kind of drolled on a little bit at certain points.
1: I thought it was really really good. I. I I know some people and maybe you're one of them actually you are you just said so I think it was a bit slow I found especially because there was the specter of the sickness and it was escalating that even in the slow moments I was totally captivated and I also thought I mean I'll get into this more but I just thought it was very well made this week Mm -hmm. the artistry of it I noticed Mm -hmm. and so it felt very cinematic and so I was just sort of appreciating that but um Let's get into our top 5. Why don't you go first, Lisa, since you're our guest of honor?
3: Okay. And this is an issue I have with any sort of media or like movie or TV show that's got like a a sickness issue and that's how they put people into quarantine, it really drives me crazy that they take all these people who might potentially be sick and stick them in the same place as people who are obviously sick instead of spreading yeah, them out. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, so there's the people who haven't been exposed. There's the people who maybe were exposed. And then there's the obviously sick people. Let's put everybody in the middle in with the sick people so they're clearly gonna get sick and die anyway.
1: Yeah. That I makes don't sense. get that. Like, Especially when they have obviously they've cleared out several wings this right. time and they could Maybe. spread them out a little yeah, bit. yeah like no, shove the little coughing girl into the room yeah like if you're gonna
3: go to the trouble to quarantine people don't put them all in the same place spread and, them out put them in different wings don't put people like Glenn in with the person who's obviously coughing blood
0: <laughs> right. right
3: like but, dr s and if right. you're coughing blood
2: don't <laughs> cough in herschel's face
3: right and then like all the yeah. talk about needing to like protect yourself and wear bandanas other than like Herschel that one time wearing a bandana no one does and like the people who are digging the graves aren't wearing right. bandanas like Glenn had one around his neck but not around his mouth <laughs>
1: they drives me nuts. I'm not, not even a public
3: health professional.
1: <laughs> I mean, on this show, they're notoriously like just for one thing, blood splatters everywhere all the time, and they don't seem to care.
0: Bodily even,
2: fluids, they don't give yeah. it. They don't give a crap. If I'm out at the fence and I'm and I'm uh, uh, killing the zombies at the fence, mm-hmm. the, you know they get a lot of back splatter that comes right in their face, and they, I know they have they have helmets, for the riot gear, right? Right. Everyone working the fence should be wearing that riot gear so just in case something happens. <laughs> Out or on them, but apparently that's not the magic way you turn into a zombie. You have to be bit. Yeah. Well, things you can't have a show or with die. People walking around in like full coverage yeah, the whole time. That's It'd why. be like watching a show of
1: stormtroopers.
2: Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to see Maggie covered up. Everyone wants to see Maggie. Right. Yeah.
1: And in most cases, when they don't pay much attention to this kind of thing, it is because it would be less cool to watch or less dramatic if they did everything by the book. Um, okay. Yeah,
2: exactly. Okay, my number five was road trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like me a good road trip, and this one had a good road trip. I really enjoy it when they get out from the prison and they start to see what else is out there. Turns out, what else is out there is big fat horde of zombies, um, billions and billions of zombies. But it was fun. The dynamic of Daryl and Michonne and Tyrese and Bob getting in the car, a big muscle car, and heading out into you know for points unknown actually known 50 miles away to the veterinary college to get the antibiotics. I love the getting ready part. I like that Daryl told Michonne he doesn't like her leaving. It was sweet. He wants her to stay there, which makes me um, think that, you know, it it just sort of speaks to Daryl being left a lot when he was younger. He doesn't like people leaving. It's sweet. I love the interaction between uh, Bob and Daryl too. Bob asked Daryl, you sure you want me to come along? And daryl holds up a, a list you know what this says and it's you know insert complicated antibiotic name here and bob says yes <laughs> so yes you need to come along and then things are fine until they're not fine at all and um my advice always keep your eyes on the road in the zombie apocalypse <laughs> really anytime you should be keeping your eyes on the road keep your eyes on the road <laughs> people i don't care if it's a zombie apocalypse and there aren't that many uh cars on the road mm. there still are walkers on the road you How? could still just many drive roads. into a ditch accidentally because you're swerving the <laughs> <laughs> right over. Really, Lori? Really?
1: Yeah, that's it. totally. I, I think it was an intentional callback to that. I, I'm sure somebody must have thought of it along the way. But the difference was that, that well, there were so, several people in the car, but they were all not paying attention, which no. I've had that happen before.
0: <laughs> I remember
1: one time sure. my friend and I, we went to pick up a new a Mustang that he bought. It wasn't new. It was like this classic Mustang. And he and I both noticed some water on the floorboard like some fluid leaking and i'm like what what is that and we're looking down and then i look up and i see we're about to crash into the car in front of us this new car and i yelled out i was trying to say slow down and then i decided it should be stop because slowing down really wouldn't cut it so i yelled out slop (laughs) (laughs) and he slid on the brakes and we didn't crash
2: he slopped uh, it to a, a stop
1: we didn't pull a lorry. but, um, yeah, I thought about that and, and it's like Daryl pulled it out, you know, cause he's much cooler. Although they did end up on a big pile of zombies that they couldn't
2: like, I did love that.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. I it love- was great. That was a great moment when they're like skidding like they would in mud, mm-hmm. but it's a broad- bunch of zombie heads. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: it was just a freaking great zombie scene altogether. It was. Like they're, they're kind of in the open road doing well, but next thing you know, they, Head right into a her- yeah a couple and, and then, then they're surrounded and that herd yes I mean we hear the word herd a lot on the show that was more like a horde you know it was yes. the most zombies we've ever seen in one place and yep. it looked mm-hmm. awesome I thought
2: I wondered how many were actual zombie extras and then how many were CGI I think in the most of
1: them yeah were CGI
2: yeah they were only shown for like a few seconds yeah That'd be I be a lot of zombie was,
1: extras <laughs> it could have been almost not, none of them that were real but. Real zombies. But, that um, was
2: my yeah. unintentional zombie kill of the week when they tried to go in reverse and they ended up killing some <laughs> zombies. I mean, they didn't actually mean to, but they just wanted to get away. And they got stuck, as you will, on a pile of zombies.
1: Yep. But um, they heard a voice on the radio, which I wonder if that's, uh was just... So that they could get into this accident, or will that come back later? I have I a think feeling it'll it will. come back. Yeah. It's kind
3: of like the helicopter from season one. Yeah. How, like, they had that glimmer of helicopter that Rick saw, and then it didn't come back again until season two. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be something with it at some point. Do you know what the voice
2: said? No. The voice said, get Out. <laughs> Those who arrive survive. Oh,
1: really?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: okay yeah. what I really read that. Mm-hmm. how'd those you find who, it out those who arrive survive <laughs> yeah that was in an interview from I think New York Comic Con oh wow yeah that's um, kind of creepy actually super creepy <laughs> yeah those who arrive survive and so well um, that's
1: good it's hopeful it's like come here and you can live
2: yeah yeah it, but, it, but in fact that's one in a
1: voice like this <laughs>
2: <laughs> they don't have a very strong transmission, that's why.
1: Oh, I have to tell you, um, we I went to my friend Andrews. He lives in the Santa Cruz Mountains the other night for a Halloween party. And he set up along this wooded path lights and this skull with, like, a voice saying come closer and a a cemetery that his wife made with a witch and me and a few other people were zombies and they wanted me to be the zombie expert and like coach them and stuff. And then they had kids from the neighborhood three at a time, walk down this path. And we would come out and go and chase them. Yeah. And my friend Andrew was like, last year they did it all wrong because they had all the kids come at the same time. And plus they had already seen them in their costumes. So they weren't scared at all. And they were like, we're not, you're not scary. So he really wanted to get them this time. So the first set of girls came through and and were, and I was hiding behind a tree so they'd see the other zombies first. And then I could come behind them and go rah, And they're like, Arr! <laughs> running away, my friend's like, Yes. <laughs> How old were these children that you were terrified? Like three, four. No, just kidding. Way
2: to traumatize the little girls.
1: But my Jenny did bring Nico through and we agreed if toddlers came we wouldn't growl, we would just say hi. So Nico came through and they're like, Hi, and he's like, hmm and then I Aww. and then I go I go Nico and he looks over and he's like laughing and crying at the same time because I have a zombie. He's Aww. like huh. And I go, give me a kiss. It was like this, you know, weirdest haunted house ever. Did you get a
2: picture of that?
1: <laughs> no, he was in his little Doctor Who outfit.
2: <gasps> he was doctor. He was the doctor for. Oh my Which God. Did doctor? He have, did he have a little. Um, Matt
1: Smith. That's did he have doctor. a bow tie? yes he did yeah please post a photo we could not get him to wear that thing we're like you're doctor who and he wasn't getting it you know i don't want this suit and then we got to the party. we finally got him in it and we got to the party and there was these cute girls and, and i'm like he's doctor who and they're like oh doctor who and he looks up and he goes i'm doctor who <laughs> <laughs> oh, He finally got it
2: oh cute hilarious. girls are interested in what i'm wearing that he's will be very, a lesson that a, will like, stay with them
1: He's like two and a half and he's totally hetero. Um, Okay, my turn. So I mentioned already the artistry. I thought it was very cinematic. I I, I started to really notice it and I went to the director, Daniel Sackheim's website, and he's got these beautiful photographs and, you know, this demo reel that you should check it out. DanielSackheim.com is just like a minute long, all these beautifully composed and framed shots and I liked how a lot of scenes were slow and wordless and moody and the whole like, um, well, there was like Tyrese's hand sliding down the glass to say goodbye to Sasha. And then it cuts directly to a, uh, card, uh, hood slamming down just little touches like that. That's more of an editing thing. But there's, Oh, one of my favorites was the camera pans up and we see Rick through this doorway looking at the, blood smears yeah and that was a nice shot but then they cut to above him and you can really see th- the smears <gasps> right. going through and he follows them over and he's like being a detective which sort of felt like a walking dead had turned into a procedural for a week but like a cop show procedural <laughs> just for a moment but i was like cool. that they
2: did that with rick it was like me too yeah he gets to kind of, be a
1: cop yeah yeah, yeah
2: like figure out what happened and
1: i liked how people came to him right away like right. okay sheriff you know what are we gonna do about this he was no
3: longer just like the brooding traumatized Yeah everything totally. he is <laughs> he
1: got to bring some of his prior expertise right and he figured out that carol did it
3: when he was able to like provide a use to the group that had nothing to do with just being aggressive or violent or mm-hmm. something warlike which
1: is what he, he probably felt good to be able to do that to an extent and then the whole zombie scene with carl in the woods and and herschel I just thought it was really well staged and beautiful. Yeah. It was all green and misty and
2: beautiful zombies.
1: Yeah, the zombies were it was a great scene because they were scary, but you did kind of feel like, uh, oh, they're not really in that much danger. But it's still creepy.
2: Didn't you love the zombie that was sort of against yeah. the tree? That was a good <laughs> one.
1: It was a little bit too animatronic, but it was good. It was good.
2: And also, did you think that the zombie with the long hair coming out of the woods, did you think that was Clara from episode one? I, I thought
4: so, but be, I don't I was, think it was. Yeah,
2: my when they first went into this is actually my my next one was
0: something. Mm, go ahead, new. just
3: yeah. Um Well, so so my my number four was just the different walkers that were, fe- and different ways the walkers were featured in the episode. And like the ones that really jumped out at me were the decomposing walker by the tree, uh-huh. the walker with the animal trap, the woman. Right. Mm-hmm. And when they first went into that scene, I was, w- and they showed the walker by the tree and the tent. Well, they showed the tent. Yeah. And then the walker by the tree. I was wondering if it would be Clara and. Clara and. Her, Hedrick, yeah, the mm-hmm.
2: head, <laughs> whatever his name was.
3: Um, but then obviously they sh- they showed something more. Like they were so decomposed, that yeah. I didn't think there was any way that that could include yeah Clara. Like there I, was just. No I'm way almost she-
1: sure it wasn't. I I think it's better not to go back to something like that unless there's some.
2: They they have, to they have it enough of a yeah. budget to not have to recycle yeah. those. But the, you know they they showed the tent, and so I was thinking, well, this is are they. Is this the tent that that Rick just saw? But that it was, was pretty... more of a clearing, from what I remember. Mm. I don't. I don't. Yeah, think no, that. there was a tent,
1: but it no, wasn't was the tent, forest. I think it,
2: it wasn't in the middle of a forest. It wasn't. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. but it, the the you fact that they it. just showed us a, a tent again, maybe wonder while well, we trying, or you know, and there's a long haired zombie. I'm like, is that are is, they yeah, trying the to make dark yeah. that that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there've been
3: a lot of like. Finding people next to their eaten out tents throughout the whole series. Yeah, oh for I, sure. I
1: wondered that too, but yeah, yeah, I don't think it was. Well, and
3: like the the other uh, like fun zombie moment, other than the car, <laughs> was the bike trap. I love how they put the yeah. bike traps on the fence near the prison, and they're saying they're spinning, and like yeah. the zombies are just kind of like trying to get at it. Oh, it's I like I Wasn't that great? great? Oh, what is that? It was no, when Carol was bikes. trying to fix the water, yeah. and it was she was on that bridge. And then um, they kept showing the zombies like kind of like patting up against the fence, but it was because they had taken what looked like bicycle tires and they were sitting there spinning like windmills. And that was drawing the zombies to the fence oh, rather than to make so noise. She...
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: It totally looked a like, pet okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> a pet toy. <laughs> totally yeah. Yeah. Like a pet toy. Yeah.
1: They need yarn. Like, yeah. Red, yeah. And yeah. Like, Here hey. you go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it, it's interesting. Like the, all those sequences together just. To me, it also reminded me of like what Herschel said about, oh, it's so peaceful. Like they're mm-hmm. not really afraid of all the zombies unless they're actually like in focused. horde mode, in horde mode, or eating mode,
2: or like yeah. actually well, paying and, attention and to and them. Maybe and maybe Carol uh, should have been a little more afraid of zombies when she mm-hmm. was out there uh, unclogging. Yeah, well, the...
1: she was feeling guilty and she was, and so careless.
2: We need to talk. It about
1: reminded that. me of this friend of mine who. Broke up with her boyfriend and she was really, really upset about it. And she just walked out into the street. We were crossing the street, but she didn't even look to see if there were cars, you know. And I like grabbed her. And I'm like, "Hey, take care of yourself." You know, maybe, maybe
2: she's just forgetful like that. Um, Carol,
3: that was your number four.
2: No, that was actually oh. Carol was bigger <laughs> than that. But I want to talk about her since we're talking about her now. Carol. So they really have been focusing on her in the last couple of episodes and this was a really important Melissa McBride episode who and Melissa McBride did a great job. But I thought that the her whole arc this episode with the water asking Rick about repositioning clearing out the water intake valve and when Rick asks her to wait till tomorrow she says do it today. Anyway, there might not be a tomorrow. Clearly she's she's Pretty, uh, it, it, she's she's changed
1: for sure. Would you would you still characterize her as a strong woman?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, here she is. She she set the Rube Goldberg device in motion and went out and cleared the water intake valve without but much thought I mean, to her own the, safety. The
1: killer thing.
2: Well, see now I don't know. Now yeah. I've been reading a couple of things. She
1: did it. Do you th- <laughs> it's you,
2: so <laughs> okay. So wait wait wait. Hang on. Hang All on. Right, sorry. So I'm not certain that it is Carol, and I have a couple of reasons. For one thing, it wouldn't be that logical to have it be Carol, and here's why. Uh, she would know that they've already been exposed. Anybody who knows anything about um, medicine, and that's one of the things that she wanted to learn from Herschel is medicine. Anybody who knows medicine knows that you've pretty much, you know, the the it, you've already been exposed and... and killing off these people before they've died wouldn't have done a whole lot of good. And they were already locked up in solitary and she would have been exposing herself and subsequently others to the virus. Maybe uh, she but, wore a bandana. Yeah, that was it. And she also, obviously, somebody touched the bodily fluids because we had the big handprint there or the small wait, handprint.
1: You, so wait, you're saying that Oh, because she, I don't think she, she done studied it. medicine with think That's what well, she would have done. Well, just because she,
2: she knew a little bit. And she's a, an adult. An adult knows. You, if okay. you get close to these people, you're exposing yourself to the virus. You're going to give it to other people. So you're saying she Carol didn't do it, even though she said she did? No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it was Carol. And I, because it wouldn't be logical. And I think Carol's pretty logical. I think she is strong. And I think she is logical. And I don't think it was her because she gave her knife to Lizzie. She knew that getting in, they were safe and solitary. I don't know if it would have been her. Um, Although, you know, we have seen her act alone by like teaching the kids to fight back. She's still on the council and she values the group input. There's a lot of reasons why I think it might not have been her. I'm not going to say it wasn't Carol, but I think there's a lot of compelling argument to say that it, it was maybe Lizzie and Carol is protecting her. So, I, I'm confused.
3: She admitted that she did do it to Rick. She did. But, but you're saying that she's, she's lying? Yeah. yeah. To, oh. pre- to protect Lizzie. I don't think Lizzie. that she would do that. No, no. and the thing is, because I remember you guys last week were talking a lot about whether Lizzie was the one who killed him. She's a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> How was she going to go in there, overpower two people, even if they were sick, and They're drag them down sick. the hall? They're super sick. <laughs> I don't but think she would have been able to do that. I, I don't know. I, Especially I not without,
1: like, the, uh, Artistically, like, they spent a lot of... Time in the last episode, showing that Carol's like you're weak. You need to do what needs to be done. Uh-huh. She said in the council meetings, if 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 you're sick, then you're a threat. She said that. This episode, she when um K- when Tyrese came up and said, you know, startled her. She said, "I'm really sorry about Car- uh, Karen." Karen. Mm-hmm. You know, and then she had this like strain of guilt through the whole episode, which Rick saw and correctly. Uh, Realized that she had done it then she made the choice to admit it at the end it just I can feel the storytelling is pointing towards her having done it it's not the kind of storytelling you would use if it was a cover up and I would bet you any amount of beers that she did it I have no doubt Yeah, and actually Carol
3: like the portrayal of Carol and all the scenes with Carol was actually my number one yeah it was pretty and good right yeah I, I love what they've good- been doing with her and for me like until Rick confronted her I didn't make the connection that he was thinking that she was the one who did the killing But then like when I was thinking about it Like the way that she was with Tyrese and she got really angry and like pushed over the water like that to me was a red flag Like something was Mm -hmm. obviously going on there like she was upset about. She could have been upset
1: if she was covering up for somebody but the way they were painting it was that She did it.
2: (laughs) I don't know another thing that makes me think if you're gonna keep
1: arguing that then you have to make a bet about beers. I agree. You need to make it <laughs> no, back. you don't have to. But you made your
2: when, they, when they looked at the hand, when uh, Rick looked at the handprint, the handprint looked pretty low on the door jam. It looked like it was it was pretty low. Like if you were
1: dragging somebody across the floor or and they reached really up short. to it and grabbed something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, it looked small and low, which is what makes. I mean, how else would he've? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think mm-hmm. they showed
3: enough in those scenes for us to know why Rick thought it was her. Cause uh, yeah. like when they went and like, they showed him looking at the door and he put his hand where the handprint was like, they're obviously trying to like show that he's doing this deduction to figure out who the killer was. And but then he didn't then
1: get the, it from that. He yeah. got it because she went out and risked herself to fix the water. And he saw that she was really upset about something. Right. And when, and you know, when you watch the whole episode after uh, the second time, when uh it takes on certain scenes take on a different significance like when uh uh what's in tyrese is beating the hell out of rick Uh she's like she's got her jaw dropped you know and it's she's thinking um oh my god you know i caused him all this pain and maybe possibly he might do that to me if he finds out what i did
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't believe that it's not her enough to make a bet but i think that there's a possibility that she's covering up just saying
1: I don't. (laughs) We don't have to agree. Yeah. Well, the other
3: thing is, so just because this is my number one, I want to put this in there. Like, yeah, one of the things that I really liked about what they were doing with Carol up until the point where Rick confronted her and I realized that he was concluding that she was the killer, was just like there's all these different moments of her showing different aspects of her character. And like, it really is this like evolution of a person. Like at first, like when she was out trying to fix the well, like she was this go get her and like to me she was almost like the warrior because she was kicking some ass on her way back in um and so i just really liked all the things that they were doing with her like she was mm. the caretaker with lizzie in the beginning when some people lizzie. don't
1: like it because they love carol and they don't want to think of her as a killer you didn't well no know i mean i think there
3: was just i mean i i think it's the reality of just she's changing and right. i mean she, there, shane
1: would have done this and i was gonna say when i noted that that Except Shane wouldn't have had the guilt. But no, he would have had the same guilt. I think he would have yeah. acted almost exactly the same. He <laughs> as may have Geralt also hidden did.
3: it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I he mean, felt I think. really
1: bad, except he would have rubbed his head a lot more. Well,
3: <clears throat> so when I was describing her as the warrior, I was thinking of my perspective of her before they did the reveal. Like just the scene when she yes, was out trying to fix the well. Yeah, yeah. And then Rick had to go out and help and, her. But like, now she was in whacking retrospect, in the head do you and... feel
1: the same way.
3: I don't know. I'm curious to see where they're going to how they're going to take that in the next episode. Like I'm sure there'll be a struggle with Rick deciding whether or not to tell people um, versus like yeah, this feeling yeah. of protecting Carol or like maybe he'll make Carol tell everybody like what it, what it, I'm just really curious to see what they're going to do with that.
1: If next episode Carol uh, admits that Lizzie actually did it and she covered up for her, you're going to wish you'd made that bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought, you know, before I, I had no I did not suspect Carol. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but it didn't dawn on me that Carol might have done it. I was totally surprised. And so when I actually she... thought it was
3: going to be the medic Ben. Like I know yeah. you said you thought he was too much of a red herring, but at the same time, no, like Bob. No, I was Bob.
1: thinking maybe it was him. Is It's Doctor S. Oh, no, Bob. So yes, it's the, Bob, the yeah. black
3: military Bob. medic guy. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Okay. Um, I actually thought it was him because he had like a little bit of a medical background, so he may mm-hmm. have known enough about. Disease control, and then he just kind of seemed a little, a little off.
1: Yeah, there's still plenty of storytelling left with him, I'm sure. Oh yeah. But um, I, when Carol, uh, when what's her name, uh, Lizzie came along, and she coughed and said she didn't feel good, I thought her cough seemed really fake, and mm-hmm. I was thinking she's just faking it so she can get in there and kill all. I of was them.
3: wondering <laughs> that too. I was like, oh, she's like turning into like Jack Nicholson of The Shining. I know. <laughs>
1: I thought the quarantine room, even though I agree with you, I I loved it because it was so terrifying, especially when Sasha first went in and she was feeling really sick. And the camera was kind of going like you're on a boat, seasick feeling (laughs) and um, people are coughing and blood. And then she goes up next to some bars and a zombie reaches out. It's like, God. And then you see the doctor at some point in there and he's coughing too. And it's like, Oh crap. When the doctor gets sick, that's no good. You know? Um, so I just thought the whole sickness thing was played really effectively. I wonder if this is going to last the whole season. I don't know if they could get that much story out of it, but so far I think it's been great. Um, about people's attitudes towards the sickness. Glenn is kind of freaked out. He says, if it's walkers, if it's people, we can do something we can fight. But with this, I'm just digging graves. But Herschel and Michonne are a little more pragmatic. They're just like, eh, you know, we're not going to worry about being exposed. We're just going to help. And I think it's sort of like, you know, we're all in this together. And basically if we don't get the medicine and cure this, we're all probably going to be dead anyway. So we might as well just focus on that. Um, I like that they had a little bit of humor around it. Michonne said, I'm in when she was talking about going to the uh, get the antibiotics. And Herschel's like, you haven't been exposed. Daryl has. You get in the car with him. And Michonne says, well, he's already given me fleas. Just little comments like that funny comments go a long way on the sh- on the show like this but it also just proves that they're just like that we're not going to worry about it
3: well things if she she might also have been thinking like well if i stay i'm just as dangerous because i'm being around all these other people who are exposed yeah. so, so it's like screw it i'm not gonna stick around
1: <laughs> yeah well, I, but i just think they're just like we need to get this done you know and not worry about it my wife jenny she's a doctor as you guys might know and she was kind of <laughs> upset about the whole antibiotics thing because <laughs> She said typically antibiotics aren't any good for respiratory diseases, but then she looked it up and in some cases they can be. And then um, I looked at the list that uh, Daryl showed to Stuckey and there were a bunch of antibiotics on it, but also the one he had Stuckey pronounce Xenamivir is an antiviral, which Jenny says, yeah, that's the kind of thing you'd want. So he just said antibiotic because that's the common term that everybody knows. But
2: Do they have antivirals at veterinary colleges?
1: I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. And then finally, you know, I've been thinking about like, I always thought it was kind of lame how much emphasis they put on the fact that everyone has the zombie virus because it seems like it really didn't have that much impact on their life anyway. It just meant that whenever they died, which could be in 80 years, if they're take care of themselves, they would turn into a zombie. But if this sickness is somehow related to the zombie virus is a mutation of it, or somehow like a second infection coming from it, then it takes on a bigger significance. So I kind of hope it is. And I, I, I think that makes it, uh, more interesting
3: maybe the cdc guy will come back from the dead and explain to
1: <laughs> i hope not <laughs> i would like to see him as a zombie though He yes oh he's exploded yeah yeah he's a little he's burned. gone but that's it for my number uh four Your so turn.
3: my number three mm-hmm. so my number three was i just felt like there was a lot of new interactions and new dynamics that were being emphasized so like Herschel and Carl in the, out in the forest and Herschel talking about how peaceful the zombies were versus Carl wanting to shoot them. Um, Daryl and Michonne having that moment of him saying, not wanting her to to ride off again into the sunset. Um, and then like the sisters, Maggie and her sister and Maggie and Beth and all the interactions they had mm-hmm. and like Beth really emphasizing we all have jobs to do. Like I just, each of those dinner, different interactions I thought was just a really great way to show these characters and where they're at and how they were going through this, how they were dealing with the situation. I just really love that character play.
2: They had a lot of character development this episode for sure.
3: Yeah. And they were all different interactions too. Like I feel like we'd seen a lot of Michonne and Rick or Maggie and Glenn or Daryl and Rick or Herschel and whoever but like the pairings were to me just
2: felt different we
1: haven't seen yeah maggie and beth for a while it reminded Mm -hmm. me back of season two when they did a little more sisterly contact
2: or a lot of michonne and daryl
1: i know we haven't seen any of that and he said something about oh like back in the old days and i was like did we ever see that maybe he's talking about the time in between seasons that we didn't see. I think they've suggested that Daryl and Michonne were out looking for the governor together for a while and then Daryl gave up. So maybe that was it. But my number three is the car scene, which I pretty much already talked about. I think the only thing I didn't really go over was that with Tyrese hammering his way out of those zombies, I thought it was great. And I liked that Tyrese, he just sort of got activated by this whole thing. I guess if I had only complained about that whole car scene, which I thought was amazing for all the reasons I told you before, it's that if you're going to have that many zombies and then nobody dies, then it's back to the whole problem that I had with season three, where it seems like they're a bit ineffectual. But you have to skirt that line somehow because you can't have people, main characters dying all the time. So I wouldn't have changed it at all. I I think it was fine the way it was.
2: I was going to say about Tyrese... That uh, one thing David pointed out, they did this um, magical trope that they usually don't do, but they did it on the show um, last night, that uh, Tyrese is in big trouble and he's in an impossible situation. It looks like he can't possibly get out of. And then they cut to commercial. They come back and the three of the other people in the car are on the other side of the forest. And then they hear some rustling in the woods and you think, oh, is it Tyrese? No, it's a walker. Oh, but there's Tyrese. So they—that sort of it, magically he got out of the giant zombie horde, and um—and we don't know how. And so, uh, did
1: you like that, or did you think it was I was ridiculous? fine with that? But yeah.
2: uh, David pointed that out that that's <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of like a trope he doesn't like. He thinks that that's <laughs> kind of lazy.
1: Okay, so it's my turn, right? Yep. So my whole thing is just for number two is just Tyrese kind of getting all aggro and going nuts and um it kind of makes sense because in the beginning of last episode he was talking about how you know we only know the people around us now and he was obviously very attached to karen and he was getting very you know uh, kind of dependent on her and somebody took that away and plus sasha's sick too so he's just like and people were saying when is he going to grow some balls and he he's sort of I I wouldn't say he's like your ideal picture of a manly man right now. He's very reactive, but he's so powerful and dangerous now and he d- he used to seem very weak. So it was it was fun I think to see him like that even though he was in a lot of pain and I felt sorry for him. It was also good for the show to see him and the way he was digging those graves so fast and then just going nuts on those zombies and even hitting Rick and, and Daryl. And I thought it was interesting that he beat the crap, well he, you know, did some damage on both of them and by the end of the episode they were both like oh yeah man come along with us like i guess yeah you got some respect in their eyes or something yeah as long as he doesn't flip out again
2: i like also that he had daryl pinned up against the fence and daryl you could see rick in the background and and daryl puts both his hands up to stop him don't don't worry about it i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine yeah it was kind of like this like giving this symbol of, like, no, it's okay if he needs to be the crap out of me right
3: now. Right. Right. His, or, like, his, I know he's not gonna go too far. He just needs to, like, work this
2: out. There's not a lot of girl, pot- girlfriend potential in the zombie apocalypse. So, back yeah. the fact yeah. that <laughs> they lose her, This was my one shot. Yeah. <laughs> when you lose her, you're allowed to be really upset. You're allowed to be upset. <laughs> exactly.
4: Hey, Beth,
1: how old are you getting to be?
2: <laughs> Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, are you a lesbian?
1: Uh, um... <laughs> So uh, and then seeing um, him, you think he got together with Carol? (laughs) That'd be interesting. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: Seeing him like he doesn't
2: know anything right now.
1: I know, but he he said to her, "I know, I know how you are, Carol. You care. Can you look in on Sasha for me?" And then seeing that the second time, it's like you might not want her to do that.
2: Or maybe he does know, and he was sending her into the quarantine area so she'd get sick.
3: They definitely had a moment where, like, she said something, and he gave her this like look of
1: suspicion. Yeah, like something's mm-hmm. up there. And he did yeah. kind of
2: sneak up on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: she was like, and yeah. after what he did, I mean, it made sense to me not suspecting Carol at all after she saw him fly off the handle and beat up. Next Rick, time she
3: sees him, she freaks out. Yeah, it's
1: like, whoa, what are you gonna do now?
3: Yeah, that's right. it. My turn? Okay, so my number two um, was Herschel. Just, I like all the different roles that he was playing. Like, I was getting a little annoyed with him in past, not necessarily this season, but like last year, where like he was kind of this, like falling back into like useless, drunk, like all these different roles, like the angry farmer father. And I never really was a huge fan of him. <laughs> but then all the, now he's like stepping up and he's like the healer and the wise elder and just, he is this person that really, I feel like needs to be there to remind people of like civilization and caring for each other. And he's serving, I think he's serving this really great role now.
2: He's like the voice of reason. Yeah. The
1: Dale of the group. Uh Yeah. Uh
2: (laughs) (laughs) And he looks more and more like Santa.
1: I like that too. But I think, I I think if they kill off any major character this year, I feel like it's going to be him. I don't know why. But yeah. I,
3: well, Daryl made the good observation of like, once we're mm, out there, we're gonna have to run at some point. Yeah,
1: and that was another <laughs> moment of lightness. He's like, you know, I, I'm gonna go with you, and he goes, we're gonna have to run at some point, and he goes, ah, I'll draw you a map. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I loved I loved Herschel in this too. I like the fact that we didn't really know why he wanted to get out of the prison, and you know maybe he wanted to not be a burden on anybody. But it turns out he wanted to go collect his uh, elderberries. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I'll plant me an elderberry bush because wouldn't that be handy to have just in case things went down? You can send your elderberry, elderberry, elderberry seeds. <laughs> seeds to the Walking Dead cast. Kira Me. He's a really good man, and he's risking um, things for all the right reasons, you know? And um, even with uh, Dr. S coughing in his face. Yeah, that kind Dope. of, like, you would think that even when he got the blood
3: coughed on his face, he still would have kept the bandana up, rather than use the blood-soaked bandana to wipe his <laughs> face, like, including you know, his mouth. It's, <laughs> too, it's
2: too late now. I've, if I'm going to be infected, I've been infected.
1: I know, and that's what I think, yeah, that he's just, like... Okay, they better get that damn medicine and it better work.
2: Yeah, exactly. I don't even think that the... For for airborne pathogens, I don't think that a bandana is all that useful anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, and also they're standing... You know several feet from one another a lot of times and they're saying don't come any closer But it's like you guys are in an enclosed space. Yeah,
2: and they don't know they really honestly don't, yeah, know. don't know Is yeah. it is it you know bodily fluids is it, is it airborne is in the, water? Is it in the yeah. water? They don't know they should have had all
3: the quarantine people go to like the far side of the yard outside and like given them Nice little sunny cots to sit on.
1: Can you go on the other side of that fence right there? <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> just spit on
2: some zombies <laughs> tree houses Don't you think they should have a series of tree houses quarantine tree houses? Mm-hmm. They should be using the towers, at least. God. Mm-hmm. They look romantic anyway. That was my, that was, by the way, that was my number two Herschel.
1: Cool. Um, okay, one.
2: I My number one was Carol before. What, I already talked about it. What's yours? Uh, the radio transmission. Oh, okay. Because it signifies hope. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because, um, you know, somewhere there might be a group that survived. And a town may be flourishing. And it's um not just a mystery. It represents hope. And the promise of sanctuary. I thought it was really lovely, like a burst of sun- sunlight through the clouds. Although right after they heard that, of course, they crashed into <laughs> a <laughs> herd of zombies. That's what
1: happens when you have hope.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good metaphor for, zombies. Zombies. for hope. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think it's, I, I hope it does lead to something and I think it will. I hope so. But it's not going to be all sunshiny and nice like we.
2: Yeah. It's probably not going to be
1: mm-hmm.
3: for a while. It's probably the governor.
1: <laughs>
3: oh. bring more
2: people in. Oh, don't be the governor. It's built in our town. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs>
1: Okay, a few notes. because um, my number one was Carol, too, and we already talked all about that. So I noticed that I th- Carl has what I think is the orange backpack from Clear.
2: Yeah.
1: And he puts the picture in it that he got from that bar with Michonne when she picked up that cat, you know?
2: The hitchhiker. Mm -hmm. The hitchhiker's backpack. So
1: Carl kept it. That's kind of creepy almost.
2: But it's a nice backpack. It's really (laughs) useful. It's big. Yeah. Oh, that was the
3: hitchhiker guy they didn't pick up, right? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Help,
2: help, help.
1: Nope. (laughs) I thought Glenn looked really cool with his long bangs and scarf when he was digging up graves.
2: Did you? Yeah. Well, how can he not look good?
1: There was signs on Herschel's wall. One sign that said smooth seas do not make good sailors. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. it's it hilarious. I did like that. And
1: A coffee mug
2: that says Java saves, <laughs> which I want one of those. I think it's awesome.
1: It's especially funny coming from him. Well, I think that was, that was
2: when he was hanging out in the, when they
3: isolate everyone in the administrative building. So I don't think that was necessarily like his room or his cell. No, that was just the that yeah. administrative building. Yeah. He was, so was he like is. the administrator of the prison. That was his office
1: probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably so. But Herschel's like, ooh, I want that. <laughs> um, I think Chandler Riggs did great and he's yeah. better than ever.
2: And taller than ever.
1: When when he was talking with Herschel especially, I thought he was really good. And I'm glad to see that. I mean, he's I think he's always been good, but his acting ability has just improved. I oh, think. he's great yeah um Stucky, he didn't want to he was uncomfortable with the idea of taking Zach's car was he kind of responsible for Zach getting killed in the pilot I don't think well he so. was right
3: well the wine rack fell on yeah. him but then that didn't really have anything to do with the helicopter falling through the
1: roof yeah it looked like he thought he had some culpability there but he just has this vibe like he's gonna mess things up and so I'm really happy that he decided to go on this trip because I can't wait to see and Tyrese too it's like this pressure cooker of he's disaster a bad luck charm everywhere to he goes happen. something
2: bad's gonna happen <laughs> yeah With um, this Popeye look
1: and then I was just thinking this isn't totally related to this episode but I was thinking that the better the show I think it's really good right now maybe better yes. than ever
4: mm-hmm.
1: and the better it gets I mean, even I, I get more invested in the characters and there's a part of me that doesn't want to see them get killed. And I was thinking, though, back in season one, it was such a different show because there was no Maggie, no Beth, no Michonne, no Herschel. And so it makes me wonder if a couple of years from now we'll be like invested in a bunch of new characters. Maybe some of these newer ones like Bob Stokey, probably not, but Tyrese and Sasha (laughs) And people we haven't met yet, and we'll be looking back and thinking
2: uh, 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 to when Glenn
1: and Carol and Daryl were on the show.
2: They'll be our Andreas. And, and <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's probably true. We'll see. By the way, did you notice that one of the people entering the isolation ward pulled a Karen? She said, I'm fine. It's just allergies.
1: Yeah. I'm fine. She goes, I I always cough. Ask the other Woodburyans. Yeah. See,
2: she
3: should be someone who should have been pushing for another quarantine location. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She really yeah. thought it was the, allergies. They,
1: they didn't they, seem to have much. Give them much choice. Yeah,
2: Be like, I'm fine with quarantine. Mm-hmm. Just not this quarantine. Carol practically <laughs> kicked her. I know. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way in, kid. And
1: Jenny saw that and she goes, I would so be in there because she coughs a lot. Jenny does.
2: Oh, does she yeah. really? That's funny. Um, did you notice that they're they're pulling water from the streams that, you know. Zombies hang out in? <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Maybe that could be part of the problem.
2: That could be part it of the problem. Maybe the they're problem. drinking that stuff and that's contaminated and water. Just happy thoughts. Uh,
3: Maybe Nobody's, they're boiling it first, or, or iodine. Maybe, yeah,
2: maybe they they found an REI <laughs> yeah, and they've got like little little water filters systems. Yeah, nobody seems to be all that picky in the zombie apocalypse about no. bodily fluids or drinking water. And then they
1: they're surprised when they get sick.
2: We still don't know about the rats, by the way.
1: We don't know we anything, don't. but I hope. I don't know. What if we never find out what happened? you think you kind of have to, though, unless yeah. they move on from that space. But it
3: would be weird for them to have drawn such attention to that and then just never go back to it.
1: Well, what I mean, like, for example, I don't think we're ever going to find out what started the zombie apocalypse.
3: Right. But hanging rats in front of a fence is, I feel like, a little bit different. I mean, that's. The- oh,
1: that. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, mean, I think we're going to find that out. But I wonder if we're going to find out who or why this sickness came about.
3: Unless they find another CDC guy, it would be kind of hard for them to come yeah. up with a good definitive answer. I mean, they kind of rushed into a definitive answer anyway.
1: The so. only reason why I think they might is you'd think they kind of have to in order to take care of it effectively.
3: The magical antivirals won't
1: do it? I guess so. <laughs> 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 All right. You guys ready to move along? Yep. Yep. Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens. The people
0: he kills get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief?
4: Yeah, they're dead. They're... All messed up.
0: This is a Walking Deadcast news update.
1: All right. It's time for the news. Norman Reedus has a photo book coming out. It's called The Sun's Coming Up Like a Big Bald Head. (laughs) 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 For some reason, that's his big bald head is his his Twitter name and his um, website. I don't know why. I'm sure a lot of you people do know why, but I don't.
2: Yeah, I don't know why either. He doesn't have a bald head.
1: Does he have a big head?
2: It's not, it's not, no, (laughs) it's not readily apparent why it's called that.
1: The book is described as Photography by Norman Reedus, a limited edition collector's volume. This provocative collection redefines our daily encounters through his penetrating imagery. Reedus takes us on what proves to be a hauntingly intimate journey through dark and sublime. And Andrew Lincoln says, these photos are capricious. One moment brutal, the next beautiful, sexual and vulnerable in equal measure. In the blink of an eye, innocence turns to experience and everywhere there are masks. And for some reason, they also had him talking about Norman. He said, I first met Norman on a blistering hot Georgia day four years ago. I've been trying to pin him down ever since and he has constantly eluded me. He's one of those rare human beings, if indeed he is one, that continues to surprise you the more you get to know him.
3: There's layers of romance
4: there. Yeah, there sure are. I'm
2: trying to pin him down.
1: And he also like takes pictures of himself flipping off the camera while holding up a hotel bill that he then charges to um, Andrew Lincoln. So mysterious. It's hard
2: to pin that guy down. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's going on in there? Um, but that book comes out October 31st, which is very soon. You can pre-order it for $60 on Big Bald Head. And then it's $75 once it comes out.
2: He'll probably Ooh. sign it if you bring it to the convention.
3: So, uh, Martian pictures in the chat room says big bald head is a reference to a Laurie Anderson song. Oh, Superman.
2: Oh, okay.
3: And someone else says Joni Mitchell. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Who said that?
3: Martian
2: pictures. Martian pictures. Thank you. Thank you. Martian pictures.
1: Next Chan, the Riggs is going to be in an upcoming movie called home invasion. The, the story focuses on a family imprisoned in their own home by intruders who play a life and death game in which the mysterious rules become clear as the night unfolds. And he's like the sun, I guess.
2: Oh, wow, go,
1: go Chandler. Go
2: little Chandler.
1: Hollywood reporter asked walking dead cast and creators for ideas about the upcoming spinoff series, which comes out in 2015. Scott Gimple said, Everyone's asking me if I'll be involved, and I don't know. The Walking Dead is a 16 hour a day job, so I'm not banging down their door because I still have stuff to do here. I think the Telltale game actually kicked open the door a little bit for a companion series. We saw special appearances of other characters. Clementine was a super cool story. I'd start with Lee and Clementine, then I look for a cool place to set it. We do it on an island in the South Pacific. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you added that No, for I'm me. serious. Dead I have Hawaii. no idea what I
1: have to do with it, but I'm excited to see it because now I get to watch The Walking Dead be did surprised. He, did he, he really said that. Said that? Yeah, ah, that's
2: awesome. <laughs> he, the Walking, Walking Dead of Dead Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs>
1: He's like, yeah, I'd like to film it in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, why Just wouldn't like you? you
3: see, that's, why, that's how they pick production locations. It's like, yes. where do I want to spend
2: mm-hmm. the next two years? Right.
1: I heard a rumor that they may change the filming to Savannah, uh, next year. Really? So maybe a new location. Yes.
2: Wow. Well, they do have to change it up eventually. They can't be in the prison forever.
1: I know. Then it will start to feel like a prison.
2: They got to get their money's worth out of that set first.
1: (laughs) I know. One more season, then they get their money's worth. I mean, this season, please. Uh, So (laughs) Denai Gurira said, I would love to see how the government responded to the outbreak and how it crumbled. I'd love to go right into that situation room. You always want to know more from that. Cracking more into how that all broke down and what that looked like. I think that'd be cool. It would be high budget. It sounds like like see the beginning, but then it would be also a prequel. So right, I, that's not too. I'm exciting, with you
2: though. though. Did I? I mm. I agree with her.
1: Uh, somebody else said an island too. I'm not reading them all, but the last one I'm reading is Stephen Young, who says it'd, it'd be really fun to do a Better Call Saul-type sitcom that maybe goes back to the day when Glenn was delivering pizzas. It would take place <laughs> right before when the zombie apocalypse hits.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of cool if they did sort of a lost thing where they all cross pals without knowing each other.
1: But, like... They couldn't
2: um, do it. That'd be very much like last season of Lost.
1: <laughs> I don't think that would be cool, but I'm afraid to disagree with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
2: should be afraid. <laughs> okay. be very, very afraid. Okay,
1: I think that'd be great. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I, uh, but uh, I don't think Stephen Jen's idea is very good either, if that helps. <laughs> like him delivering pizzas and no zombies. <laughs> he
2: just wants to be around pizzas.
1: <laughs> okay, next. On AccessHollywood.com, Melissa McBride talked about you know this new revelation of her as a killer. She says, I was really surprised, but you know what? There was a lot of, oh, this is like the ink didn't print the whole thing. It's like clues at the council meeting this season and these actors, there's just not a word wasted. Uh, she was reading the script and remembering that council meeting. And uh, let's see, Carol is saying, if they die, they're a threat. You die, you're a threat just the words in the council meeting came back to me. So she says, I was really surprised, sort of, but then not surprised, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I felt, too. I, I mean, surprised I don't know.
2: Surprised and not surprised?
1: Yeah, I was like, what, Carol? And then I'm like, oh, wait, they've been kind of hinting at it. But um, I, I'm also not so sure I believe that she would, that they gave enough development of her to make it believable I do think she did it but I just she
2: wasn't on our list of characters that we yeah and that's one
1: reason why because up until now she hasn't seemed capable of that I guess is what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say but they've been hinting at it and so but that's why you know one reason why it's almost like a cheat it's like oh this is something that this character would never do and that's why you didn't suspect her but surprise she did it so we'll see but anyway that's it for the news we'll take a little break there's more to come stay with us
0: In the dark with a rolling dice, Mr. Splitford knocks once and twice.
1: All right, we're back and it's time to talk a little bit about Audible, who's graciously sponsoring us. If you want to get a free audiobook, you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash deadcast. They have over 150,000 titles now, so they have something for everyone, and almost every time I go there looking for a book, I find it, which is pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, they have a lot of titles.
1: Karen's going to talk about a book she's been listening to, but first I just wanted to mention a couple that I'm excited about. Uh, Follow the Governor, which is the third book in Robert Kirkman and Jay Bonin's series is out. They did kind of a bait and switch because it was supposed to be the third in a trilogy, but this bo- third book is going to have two parts, the second of which is released in March. So basically it's a four book series and number three <laughs> came out. But it's, I, you know, I'm interested because now Michonne, Glenn and Rick are going to be in the story and this is the first oh. time, we've, you know, seen them in novel form. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I'm going to listen to that. And the second one I'm going to listen to is Dr. Sleep, which is Stephen King's sequel to The Shining that just (gasps) came out.
2: Yeah, I've been reading about that.
1: So I'll listen to one of these on the plane ride out to Walker Stalker Con and then the other one sometime after. And so you guys should listen to those too if you're interested because I will talk about both of them in a future podcast.
2: That is so cool. And yeah, what are you listening? I, to? I can't wait to hear about those. By the way, cool. both of those. Um, so I'm listening to an older book. It's called Heartburn, and it's written by Nora Ephron, and it's an autobiographical novel published in 1983, and it's based on her second marriage to journalist Carl Bernstein. Does that name ring a bell, anybody? Bernstein? No. Yeah, Watergate. I know. <laughs> and and so he's a journalist there. It's about her marriage with him, and um, it's it sounds it's really really funny. And I like her as a writer. She wrote also the screenplay for When Harry Met Sally, which is such a Amazingly great, great, funny yeah. movie. Was she married to him during Watergate? Nope. Okay, It was after. At least I think it was. Um, I can't tell off right now because I just started it, but it's so far so good. And it's read by Meryl Streep, who also acted in the film that she starred in with um, Jack Nicholson. I never saw the film, so this is all kind of a mystery to me. I don't really know anything about what happened with their marriage. I know that it ended. That's pretty much all I know. (laughs) And um, so it's really fun so far and narrated, like I said, by Meryl Streep has a beautiful voice, so it's great and funny. And um, yeah, I recommend it so far.
1: Yeah, I I can imagine. Yeah, she's got a great voice and she's just very good. Um, Does she act things out?
2: Nope, just reads it straight. Just reads it, Mm -hmm. okay.
1: Okay, so again, go to audiblepodcast.com slash deadcast for your free audiobook. Thanks to all you guys who have already signed up with us. And thank you to Audible for your support. Thanks, Audible. All right, let's move along to listener moans, groans, and grunts.
4: A few emails,
1: a couple calls. You want to start? Sure. Okay.
3: All right. This is from Davey. Walking Dead fans are talking about the water and the pigs as the source of illness in the prison, but no one suspects those little yellow flowers. Fact. <laughs> there are flowers right at the walker's feet when the kids are teasing them. Fact. There are flowers in the compost Rick feeds the pigs. Fact. Carol had flowers in her cell when she stabbed Lizzie's dad. Fact. Carol cuts a sprig of flowers and puts it in Lizzie's hair. Fact Tyrese was holding the flowers when he found Karen's body fact this is a big one the yellow flowers are in the photo of the prison in the opening credits of season four but not in the opening credits of season three dun, dun, dun. writers don't just do stuff like that randomly plus with all the different flowers they've got growing inside why would they focus on the yellow flowers that only appear to be growing along the fence and walker rotted soil my prediction is that the flowers are causing the illness it'll take them all season to figure it out and by the time they do the soil will be too poisoned to grow crops and they'll have to leave what do you think? I kinda like that theory. I don't I don't really buy it, but I like
2: it. Evil flowers. Evil flowers.
1: I would pay a lot more heed to it and it's very interesting, but Tyrese and Carol aren't as sick or that sick. So I don't know.
2: And they've both been cutting the flowers yeah, and placing them. They've the flowers. been very close. Yeah, they're to both the healthy and they're both <laughs> handling the, handling <laughs> said flowers. Maybe the
1: flowers are the cure.
0: Oh, <laughs> it
2: could be.
1: Yay. Hey. Okay, Karen.
2: This next one's from Stuart who writes, Well, didn't see that one coming. Tyrese may want to rethink sending Carol to check in on Sasha. <laughs> or maybe he knew what Carol did, or maybe did, and he wants her to die. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's Karen's little addition. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Not from Stuart. Uh, Angela says, I was kind of on the fence about this episode. In, in any case, here are my thoughts. I don't believe that Carol actually killed Karen and David. I got the impression from Rick investigating the scene that the bloody handprint on the door was low and indicated it was shorter. It was a shorter person. Like, let's say, Lizzie or Mika, Mika. I don't believe that they would have dragged the bodies on their own, and that's where Carol comes in. And trying to protect oh. the girls, she would take the blame. Mm. If that happens, I'm gonna have some major crow to be eating next week, and I will do it gladly.
2: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> delicious sauteed
3: all right. This is from Jeffrey. Overall, a good episode. I give it four elderberries, the lowest <laughs> score I've ever personally given an episode, and hope to never again give one this low. One major groan about isolation was Tyrese! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. (laughs) Honestly, I don't get it. He goes nuts after he loses his girlfriend. This guy had no sympathy for Rick after he lost his wife and told the governor he was crazy. No sympathy for Alan after losing Donna. He loses his duet partner and nearly takes out Rick and Daryl. Clearly, Rick needed to land a few more good punches to knock some sense into him. To me, this change doesn't make much sense and left me really disliking this character. Then, on top that, he wants Carol to check in on his sister. I get the point of that. I get the point of that was to put Carol in an awkward situation, but it made him look selfish, insensitive, and pathetic. I know a lot of people are, were waiting for this character, and maybe the comic readers know something I don't. But this character and his development really brought this episode down. Get bit, Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's a PS. P.S. I still think Rick's hand has significance in these episodes. He looked at his he looked at his hand after he punched Tyrese, and again, if I remember correctly, right before he looked at his gun. Plus, he feels that he had brought a lot of pain and anguish to the group by the way he handled things, <laughs> and wants to keep his hand out his hand out things recently.
1: Out of things, I think. Out
3: of things recently. Just saying, I can't let it go, ends, <laughs> buddy. Uh-uh.
1: Yeah, I mean. I disagree that it doesn't make sense. I think Tyrese's behavior makes sense, but whether it makes you dislike the character, I can understand not liking him for that. Cause, uh, he's just, it's an emotional thing. Your girlfriend dies and you fly off the handle. That makes sense to me. Even if you necessarily didn't have sympathy for somebody else, which mm-hmm. I'd say that's arguable. I mean, with Rick, he didn't really even know that Lori died, uh, so I don't know. Anyways, but he doesn't like Tyrese. What do you do? You guys not like him now?
2: I like him fine. Um, I, I didn't like him a whole heck of a lot. You know, anyway. he wasn't my favorite character, and yeah. this doesn't really endear it doesn't him change to me. It. Yeah. But um. But I, I don't. There's nothing wrong with him.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I expected him to be a bit more assertive from the get-go. And me he's too. He's always kind of been a little bit he's like been wishy-washy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like letting Big his time. sister take care of everything, and like when they were back in this in the town with the governor and like he just kind of let things happen and didn't wasn't very assertive and now it's looking like, like they they felt like a it's almost like shot it the other way yeah it's like they had to give him a reason for being mm-hmm. a tough guy
1: yeah, yeah but it's sort of the kind of tough that's just like reactive and you know dangerous like somebody you don't want to get that close to right but for me like i've said a few probably too many times i mean i just like flawed characters and i think he's he's got a lot of them
2: He's got a lot of flaws to love. (laughs) This next one comes from Ashley who writes, Sorry, I'll miss you guys in Atlanta, but it sounds so amazing. I have to save both vacay time and my money for my wedding next summer. I never thought I'd be sad about that. Anyway, have an awesome show, amazing con, and don't get bit. Although I guess you both have since you are walkers multiple times over. So stay away from me. (laughs) Thanks, Ashley. And congratulations on getting married next summer. That is great.
1: And don't be sad about it.
2: Don't be sad about it. It's not worth we it. won't have a good time, I promise. <laughs> but we'll be thinking about you, baby.
1: Yeah. Try not to think about us during on your wedding day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's my or if you do,
3: don't tell the groom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for writing in. Thanks okay. For writing. Let's go through these uh, quicker responses. The first one's from Ashley. Love the love the forest scene. Peaceful, creepy, amazing, moss covered, half zombie. Pretty much all of Herschel's scenes were full of Gandalfy pearls of wisdom.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> true. <laughs> Ladonna Beth says, "Anyone besides me, or anyone besides me, thinks she's headed for the mental breakdown of the century."
0: Beth.
2: Beth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drea says, uh, "Gives us a, a haiku, and it goes like this: Carl Don's sheriff's hat tie proclaims it's hammer time. Carol, what the fuck? That's <laughs> 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 good. Thanks for thanks for your haiku."
1: Do you think Beth is headed for a mental breakdown? Yes. Not? Oh really? What was she? We're I, I not
2: supposed something. to cry and show emotion. And then she cries.
1: Is that what she said? I miss I guess I missed. Yeah, that part. she was saying we it's can't break down.
2: It. We can't cry. We can't we can't okay. let it affect we all have us. Jobs and then she's to do. sobbing. Okay. Like, no, you know what? It's totally okay to yeah, cry you and be can sad. Cry sometimes. Don't teach the kids that you can't cry. <laughs> you know, have a bunch of kids who grew up all repressed sad.
1: Mm-hmm. And Tyrese like mm-hmm. um, Let it out people Rebecca says I was initial- That's what we're going to change our tagline to
2: <laughs> Let it out people <laughs>
1: Rebecca says I was initially wondering Why the hell Are they Taking Stucky On this important run Until Daryl asked him To pronounce the drug Oh yeah that's why Because yeah, yep. he was a medic
2: Medic
3: Olivia says, I hope Karen is doing okay since Glenn has seemed to come down with his explosive <laughs> flu virus. I didn't think they'd kill him this season, but I doubt Daryl Michonne, Bob and Tyrese will make it back in time to save him.
1: <laughs> they they will. will. No, you know what? I when I forgot to mention, when I saw that Sasha was really sick, I thought, Oh, dude, I guess her character's not gonna be as important this season. She's gone. But then when I saw that Glenn was sick, I'm like, oh, they're gonna save everybody. You so know that's what I thought you know yeah I think there's certain
3: characters with a
2: certain degree of job security <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and even the the even the most uh lethal of viruses d- don't kill hundred percent I mean, but he's they,
1: sick, though. He's already there are, sick. No, no, oh, but, no, yeah, but you're saying he might people, make it through. People do
2: yeah. recover from just right. about everything. It seems so
1: vicious, what? though, to be able to kill Patrick in one day.
3: Herschel made a yeah. comment about how it's not the virus that kills people. It's the symptoms that kill people. So maybe if some people just don't develop as extreme symptoms. He looked sickly. He looked yeah. very bad, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I was scared for him.
2: Jeremy writes, I can't believe how fast they are moving the plot. I thought it would be two or three weeks before we found out who the killer was. Do you think they're moving too fast? No. 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 They had dragged that out for too long. I would have been
1: annoyed. Yeah. Sometimes last season, I felt like maybe a little too fast, but I'm really loving the pace this season.
2: I'll give you my answer in a couple episodes.
1: (laughs) Claire says, I am in denial about Carol. I want to believe she's covering for the kid.
3: Jose says, any doctor would know to cough into his sleeve.
2: Moron. I know, dope. Natalie writes, wow, Carol is an idiot or just a lunatic. The characters n- knew virtually nothing about the virus at this point. So killing Karen and David was totally unnecessary thing to do. If anything, all Carol did was expose herself to the virus when she went in uh, to go uh, on her murder spree. And considering how most people have the virus now, her little plan solved virtually nothing. She's going way too far with... Uh,
1: Things her. <laughs> I don't know what that I means.
2: think she wore a bandana. She was smart. And she gloved up. She gloved up and had her hazmat, sooner.
1: <laughs> Gracie Lou says, even though I saw some people making good arguments uh, that Carol would turn out to be the murderer, I was really in denial that she would turn out to be the one. I'm so very sad right now. Carol's been one of my favorite characters since season one, but I think it will make for some good TV and great discussion. Something like this will definitely divide the group and possibly break it just like it has broken my heart.
2: Oh, mm. Gracie! Don't I say that, I think you're right. It, it
1: has a good chance of dividing the group because oh, people it will. will stick up for her and say she did what she thought she had to do to save right. us all. Right?
2: It's a gray area, man. Well, and then
3: anyone who had somebody <laughs> who died or in quarantine is gonna be pissed. Shannon says special thanks to Marilyn Manson For appearing on the Talking Dead Completely stoned
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god It's so true Tom writes I freaking hate you Marilyn Manson Get off the Talking Dead (laughs) It was so uncomfortable by the way Chris Hardwick was like At first Chris Hardwick was listening to him And then eventually Chris Hardwick was like I don't understand anything you're saying (laughs)
4: Did he actually say that?
2: Oh yeah No he's like I really virtually understand nothing That you're talking about (laughs) Yeah, he was really honest. It was funny.
1: Jerry says, can we also get the name of the person who ate Marilyn Manson?
3: (laughs) Tom says, heroin. That's the name. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
1: (laughs) And we have a couple of calls. This one is Dirk from Germany. Hey, Karen. Hey, Jason. Ladies first, of course. This is Dirk from uh, Germany. Recording in, sort of. Uh, And I'd just like to say
3: that I really appreciate your work your podcast listening to it every time and i hope there will be at least a few thousand episodes coming up <laughs> at least <laughs> so keep on doing what you're doing and really love your work yeah there's only one thing left to say which is um, boom
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't get bit bye guys boom.
4: Ich
2: liebe dich. darling dirk call in Karen. time what
1: no cussing just kidding
2: i love i love me some accents
1: yeah i think that might be the first german accent on the
2: podcast yeah i think it is but hopefully not the last please call back
1: okay this one is from idris from orlando florida
4: hey guys this is idris from orlando um yeah man i just finished watching this episode and yeah i'm gonna just round off some stuff i really like first off I really like that Carol killed Karen and David. That was a what-the-fuck moment. Carol has just turned into a completely different person. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, I love the part when Tyrese was getting overwhelmed by the walkers. He thought he was going to die and then he just came out okay. I knew that was going to happen because that was basically a comic book nod. I mean, I'm pretty sure Jason knows what I'm talking about. I'm still loving his sickness, how it's hitting everybody. I mean, this episode was kind of slow. Some people might you know, complain about that, but people got to remember this was a show about, you know, what the people are going through. It's not just mindless zombie, you know, murdering. If you want that, then, you know, watch resident evil, the movies, you know, they suck. Um, I love uh, seeing that gigantic herd of zombies. And we got to see a little badass really, with Daryl and, and Michonne and stuff. Bob was kind of funny, whatever. And I knew Tyrese was going to wake him to be this murder machine with his hammer. Um, Uh, Carl being the boss was awesome Herschel making his little speech I liked I mean I pretty much liked everything that happened in this episode the only thing I didn't like and it's not because of what happened it's I think it should have been placed maybe near the middle not in the very beginning but Tyrese like punching Rick and then uh, which is another comic book not what Rick does to Tyrese but you know it happened to somebody else for different reasons Um, you know Tyrese punching Rick twice and then Rick just going ape shit on him and stuff uh, it was that scene was cool, but I think it should have maybe happened around the time when like Tyrese was talking about you just stand around a pump of water. I think that would have been a perfect time for that fight to have had happen, but you know, whatever. But other than that, I mean, this episode was good. Um I'll give it four brains out of five. I mean, I was thoroughly entertained, especially with some of the stuff that happened at the end show. Anyways, that's my take on it, man. Um uh I'll can't wait to listen to the rest
1: of you st- guys' stuff. See you later, guys. Thanks, man. I like how he Thanks, says... Aegis. You know, if you want that, you can watch Resident Evil. That sucked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a good call. Uh, okay, that's it for our Listener Mones Going Grunt to Grunts. Let's move on to Comic Talk.
0: Hey, everybody. This is Jaden back for another Comic Talk. And uh, I just wanna say right off the bat, Scott Gimple is clearly a fan of the comic book. Oh my God, are we getting some great comic stuff coming up in the series right now. So first thing I wanna mention one I kinda missed last week, but it, it kinda ties in, cause it happened between the two weeks. We have Tyrese's flip out. In the comic, this was because his daughter and her boyfriend, who were who he was traveling with in the comic, They had a little bit of a suicide pact, they lost their virginity to each other, and then they were gonna shoot each other in the heart, and only the boyfriend pulled the trigger, she didn't. So she died, Tyrese found them, he had to kill his daughter, who'd just become a zombie, and then they kinda left him alone with her boyfriend to kinda do what he needed to do. And you kinda get the feeling Tyrese enjoyed killing him twice. And so now we get the flip out on the TV show where Karen has been killed. And now Tyrese is kind of going crazy over all that, which is to be expected. I mean, we gotta forgive the guy. So we finally get Tyrese and Rick fighting it out. That was pretty damn awesome. We had this scene in the comic, though uh, it it was a little bit different. I mean, in the comic, Rick and Tyrese are best friends, kind of like how Rick and Daryl are in the show. So it's really painful to see two best friends fight. And in the comic, I think Rick's actually threw the first punch. Now in the comic, it was done because of the serial killer who killed the girls in the comic book. And this time we've got it over the two burnt bodies and Karen's murder. So it's a little more personal for Tyrese, so I understand why he's the aggressor in this situation. Though you can tell Rick really kind of took it too far. Now we get another awesome scene from the comics where Tyrese gets stuck in a huge patch of zombies and unexpectedly fights his way out with just his hammer. Now in the comics that happened shortly after his daughter's death where they go to clear out the basketball court and it's full of zombies and Tyrese just runs into the center and they lock the door going, crap, well, that was worse than we thought. Well, we'll never see Tyrese again. And it was a little less realistic in the comic because there were just so many zombies and it's a closed-in environment. And in the TV show, he had a nice open area to kind of get away from. But it was still really, really awesome to to see that whole thing again and see him survive. So this whole admission with Carol kind of raises a new problem from the comic point of view. Now, if Rick doesn't really tell anyone about this or punish her or anything, then no one's gonna know she did this. And in the comic, Tyrese and Carol are a couple and they have the whole dating thing and it's all kind of thrown to the wind when Tyrese accepts a little bit of a physical relationship with Michonne, which I don't think we're going to get in the TV show But we could have it all break off when Tyrese finds out about Carol killing Karen and in the comic this causes Carol to freak out and turn to a zombie for physical comfort and all that kind of stuff. And she ends up hugging the zombie and having it bite into her neck and killing herself that way. And we may get that in the TV show now once Tyrese pulls away from her after finding she's the one that killed Karen. So just a little prediction based on knowledge from the comic. That's kind of where I see this going. Anyway, this is honestly one of the coolest endings I've seen them do. So hats off to Scott Gimple. Keep writing this way. I love your take on the comic. And until next week, guys, don't get bit.
2: Thanks, Jaden.
1: Thanks, Jaden. Now it's time for next week on The Walking Dead.
2: Next week on The Walking Dead, the episode is titled Indifference. It is written by a gentleman named Matt Negrete, and he hasn't written any other Walking Dead episodes before, but he's written plenty um, in his long and storied career, including uh, episodes of Graceland, White Collar, and the Power Rangers, which <laughs> wow. is funny. Yep. <laughs> it's an interesting and, resume. <laughs> I know, right? I just pulled Power Rangers from like early on, because I thought it was funny. Um, directed by Trisha Brock, who directed Clear, one of my favorite episodes. Nice. Yeah. She's also directed, um, episodes of The Killing, Smash, and Community. She directed an episode of Breaking Bad, too. Um, Grey Matter. Do you remember the Grey Matter episode? I think that's early, early on. I know
1: that's the company that,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I think it was an early on episode Mm -hmm. when, um, when he goes out to maybe the The party. The party, yeah. 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 He and Skylar go out to the party. Good that's probably the episode if that's the one then it's the episode where I I think I turned on Walt
1: oh that was early on Mm -hmm. I turned on him early on
2: Um, and also interesting enough he's got uh, sorry she's got some writing credits including two episodes of Twin Peaks I love Twin Peaks I do too I know it's taking us back Um, So the description of the episode goes like this. While on a supplies mission to a local college, members of the group run into multiple hurdles. (laughs) Things at the prison (laughs) are getting worse. Typically, this does
1: not
2: not contain any spoilers. (laughs) If you listen to that, you're like excited
1: to see what happens when they get there and Bob messes it all up.
2: I don't know that they're going to get there.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. I not. don't know, but they gotta, they gotta I find something. I feel like the little, kind of the little
2: snippet episodes show them like going around buildings. And, they're in a building, but we don't know what building. Yes, they was supposedly fifty miles away. Do we know how close Were they there got?
1: Animal carcasses? No, we don't know how. Far I was they trying went to figure the... out
2: like when they showed the big horde on the road, they there was
3: so it looked like there was something behind them. I was kind of wondering if maybe that was supposed to be like the image of the school in the background. Oh or yeah, or but I couldn't tell.
1: You mean veterinary veterinary clinic?
3: I thought it was a college. college. Oh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah,
1: you're right. All right, so that's good. I mean, I couldn't be happier with this season, so I don't need to know much. You guys ready to close it out? We are. Yes. All right, that's our show, episode 118. Thank you for listening, everybody.
2: Thanks, everybody. Thank you.
1: Walker Stocker Con is next week, and it's in a few days, actually, and uh, we're planning a meetup on friday night at 8 30 p.m we haven't picked the place yet but it's going to be probably a restaurant walking within walking distance of the convention center and we will post it either Thursday night or Friday morning on Twitter and Facebook. So if you're going to be at the con, check, you know, our Twitter feed and our Facebook on uh, Friday and you'll figure out where it is. And we hope to see a bunch of you out there.
2: I hope that I see some of our listeners because that would make that would that's the best part of all of this is meeting listeners, so.
1: We know, know we'll at least have us, the other podcasters watching dead Eric and James Mr. Blog Gracie Pete Pete Ilani Gracie so that's a fun party right there yeah you're right (laughs) but I hope to see more of. I hope nobody else
2: shows up just those people (laughs)
1: kidding (laughs) Um, I want to mention so we had that contest uh, to win tickets to the Walker Stalker Con and I forgot to mention it last time but James Crowder won congratulations to you he got tickets two tickets uh, he is what you call a super fan because here's his tattoos.
2: <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Whoa! He has a tattoo of Bicycle Girl. Is that who that is? Uh, is that Bicycle Girl?
1: I don't know, but it's a zombie head. No, uh, maybe it is. I don't know. And Rick. And Rick. We yeah.
2: know that that's Rick. Oh my god, holding, those are Rick amazing. holding up
1: a zombie head. <gasps> he told me which one that was, but I forgot. But wow. it, uh, I think he drew these, and it says Walking wow. Dead. And he is a, um, you know, an artist and he does tattoos. Uh, if you go to, well, it says facebook.com slash John dot Custom tattoos. I'll put that link in our show notes. If you guys want to check his stuff out. Um, he's been a horror fan since he was five years old. He does zombie makeup. And if we end up going to that zombie party, he said he would do our makeup. <gasps>
2: Maybe he's he give me some
1: samples. He, yeah, may awesome. ne- he
2: may need to give me a tap.
1: Karen's getting a zombie tat (laughs) so anyways I'm glad that he won he lives in Atlanta he was like the perfect guy to win this
2: oh that's great can't wait to meet you yeah
1: so, uh, and one last thing about Walkers Rock.com, we might have limited edition Walking Dead cast posters that Mark Manfrey did for us. Oh, If, nice. if they get shipped to me in time, we might have them for sale there. It's a, a limited run. And I think it's my favorite thing that he's done for us yet. If, they, if we don't get them by then, then we'll have them soon after. Nice. Meantime, if you'd like to leave us a message, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD, that's 650
2: 3323 You can email us at brains at
1: you can check out our website at walkingdeadcast.com. We have our new design up there, and it's holiday season coming up, so don't forget when you shop on Amazon to click through our Amazon link or go to walkingdeadcast.com slash Amazon.
2: We don't, we don't know who orders what. Don't worry. Your devices are safe with us. And we're also on Twitter at Jason and Karen, on Tumblr at walkingdeadcast.tumblr.com, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash deadcast.
1: And if you want to see a recap with some of some opinions, go to our website, WalkingDeadCast.com, and check out Raylan's Recapitations, <laughs> our new now weekly column. Um, I don't usually do this, but I also wanted to mention that we got the sweetest review ever on iTunes. Did you read that? I
2: did. It was so the best nice. one.
1: my favorite one so that we've ever nice. gotten. So thank you. 50s singer fan, <laughs> and thank you, Lisa, for coming in today. Thanks, Lisa. Hope you enjoyed yourself.
2: I did. Thanks for inviting me. Loved having you here. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, that's our show.
2: Thanks for listening. Don't, Don't get, get bit. bitch. Chazland, lovely. Let it out, people.